Hello, everybody. My name is Robin O'Neill. You're listening to me reading stuff. This is a bonus episode. Normally, I record Monday mornings and Thursday mornings. It's Tuesday. It's dusk. And I'm hitting record. That's how crazy it's getting here in the studios. Um, listen, sometimes I read a poem and I immediately know, you know what? I've just got to, I've got to read this out loud to people. That's what I got to do right this second. And that just happened. I have read you, the wonderful poet Stephanie Gehring, before, and I've mentioned her several times because she's always providing me with inspiration and reassurance and, I don't know, something solid. There's just something solid about Stephanie and, and her opinions and views. And I just uh, was looking at her Instagram feed, which I will link to her um, website and her Instagram in the description of this podcast. I do recommend you go check her out. You'll all love her. But on her Instagram, she's always providing me with things I need, which are cute animal photos and great poems. And she posted um, something of James Galvin's. And that was a professor of hers at uh, the Iowa Writers Workshop where she got her MFA. But I want to talk about James Galvin a bit because uh, the, the first episode of this podcast and the entire reason that I came up with the idea to do this podcast to praise poets and to honor poems and to demystify uh, poems as being something for uh, the elite or something special only for those certain people who like poetry because it's not that at all. And anyway, the reason that happened was because I was taking an online course and I got to um, do a video class with James Galvin from his office. And he read us Wallace Stevens' The Man on the Dump and he was talking about the end of it as being just completely incomprehensible in a way that's completely okay because it's so beautiful. And I'm just going to read the end of it again. This was my first podcast. I read The Man on the Dump, and it remains one of my favorite poems. Um, I've had poems hit me deeply, physically, so many times, but something about the way I read this the day I did because of James Galvin really really changed me. And I mean permanently. And I could go on and on, but I'll just sound crazy, so I won't. But let me start with, um, where should I start? Uh, I'll, I'll just, yeah. Did the nightingale torture the ear, peck the heart and scratch the mind? And does the ear solace itself in peevish birds? Is it peace? Is it a philosopher's honeymoon one finds on the dump? Is it to sit among mattresses of the dead, bottles, pots, shoes, and grass, and murmur abtest eve? Is it to hear the bladder of grackles and say, invisible priest? Is it to eject, to pull the day to pieces and cry stanza, my stone? Where was it one first heard of the truth? The, the. Um... All right, I didn't do the best reading of that. I think I did a better job back when I didn't know how to record myself and I was sitting on my bathroom floor with my iPhone. But it isn't, it isn't important. The, the important part is James Galvin inspired a lot within me. And uh, anyway, I know he was important to Stephanie 
And I want to read a poem from his book, As Is. It was published in 2009. This is from Copper Canyon Press. I will put all the information so you can go buy it. And please, if you have any extra money, buy books from poets. Buy poetry books. Even if you're not sure you like them, you will. Give them time. It's just like anything else. I heard Eileen Miles talking on uh, the podcast Bookworm recently In order to find a poem you like, sometimes you may have to read like 500 poems. This is not what Eileen Miles said, but it was something to this effect. And I really agree with that. Look, I'm an artist, and I hate most art. So it's not like, I just want those of you who are new to poetry to realize that no one expects you to like anything. Um, It's hard to find poems you like sometimes. It really is. But then once you get into it and you find your niche, you kind of uh, have this whole opening where you'll know where to find other poems and poets you like. But um, the search is part of the fun. My God, I think back to before we were really using the internet to look at art, my friend Trent and I would spend hours in the library at East Texas State where we went to undergrad and just... It, it, it was a it was a crazy search to try to find artists we liked, and we would look at the back of like art form reviews from 1960, and then find one image that we might like, but it was only in black and white, so we weren't sure. And so then we would have to go and try to find if there was anything of that artist in any other book in the library, and usually there wasn't. And so then we had to order a book and get it to come, and all this stuff. There was a real search involved, and that's fun, especially. I kind of think you young people might actually have fun with it. Uh, There's a satisfaction gained that you don't quite get when everything's at your fingertips. So kind of think about uh, researching poetry and literature that way. Well, anyway, let's read James Galvin. And Stephanie, thank you for everything you've done for me and given me. Uh, It is just... I don't know. It's just been wonderful. So thank you for that. And thank you, James Galvin. I know you're not listening, but if you were, I hope you know that you're... You make an impact in all sorts of ways, not only by your own writing, but I don't know. I guess you also had a William Blake. I'm talking to James Galvin now. You also had a William Blake uh, print in the background, and it's one that I also have in my studio. So there was some there was something going on there for me that day, not for you. <laughs> in a weird way, even though it was you, James Galvin, I had nothing to do with you. This is how this is how things happen in the artistic process. Everybody, you all know that. Uh, God, what am I doing? I thought I was just going to read and get out of here. But anyway, let's read Blue or Green by James Galvin. We don't belong to each other. We belong together. Some poems belong together to prove the intentionality of subatomic particles. Some poems eat with scissors. Some poems are like kissing a porcupine. God, by the way, is disappointed in some of your recent choices. Some poems swoop. When she said my eyes were definitely blue, I said, how can you see that in the dark? How can you not, she said. And that was like some poems. Some poems are blinded three times. Some poems go like death before dishonor. Some poems go like the time she brought cherries to the movies. Later, a heedless picnic in her bed. Never revered eye crumbs so highly. Some poems have perfect posture, as if hanging by filaments from the sky. Those poems walk like dancers, noiselessly. All poems are love poems. 
Some poems are better off dead. Right now I want something I don't believe in. All right. I just want to I just want to land that with you and then I want to leave the room. So that's what I'm going to do with a final reminder that I love you guys and I love you so much for listening and for caring about anything for caring about whatever it is you care about. I appreciate that about you. And I will talk to you guys again on Thursday. Thank you for your patience with me. As always, have a wonderful evening. Goodbye.